With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good morning and welcome to Cook Speak. I'm Chef Tom Toten. It is Sunday, right, Laura? Sunday? That's right. Sunday, November 13th, 2016, they tell me. And what can I say? I want to welcome my special guest today. My special guest today is Laura, author of the popular blog, Friendly Pittsburgh Food. Welcome to Cook Speak, Laura. Thank you so much, Tom. I'm honored to be a guest on your podcast. Well, thank you very much. You're thank welcome. You very much. Uh, and we just had brunch here, full disclosure. We are at the Whitfield, well, uh, the Whitfield Restaurant at the Ace Hotel in the uh, cool old uh, retro uh, gymnasium uh, assembly room here, I guess you call it. Uh-huh. And uh, we just had some brunch at the Whitfield. What are your impressions so far of that? Loved it. I will definitely be adding it to my list as one of the top brunch places in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And I'm not just saying this because we're here. I mean, I am a brunch is my favorite brunch and dessert. And you're a big, big yeah. brunch, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I really analyze. And, I, you know, uh, there are those few places that have totally blown my mind. I will say that Whitfield is now one of those few places. And what did you have? Sure, no problem. I had their pumpkin bread, which was spectacular, best pumpkin bread I've ever had. And then I had their um, buttermilk fried chicken, which I didn't realize until I ordered it. It's like a Pittsburgh salad with the French fries and and all. And I loved it, and I loved that I had lunch and dinner for the rest of the day as well. So it was great, a a lovely first impression. And an ample portion, I must say, from what I saw. Yeah, because I ate about maybe almost half of that, maybe a fourth, like maybe, probably a third, I would say a third of uh-huh. the dish. And I was like, okay, last bite, that's all I can do right now, but I'm happy I'm taking the rest of it home and to work with nice, me. Yeah. yeah. I had the uh, pastrami hash, which was outstanding, with poached egg on top, and a good bit of uh, pancetta, as I mentioned, a pancetta bacon there. Mm-hmm. And then I had the, uh, the Whitfield breakfast with the... Uh, Basically a riff on uh, Hollandaise. Uh, uh, That's okay. Riff on Egg Benedict, as they say in English. Yes. Uh, with the chimichurri uh, Hollandaise sauce and the uh, potato beet raw steel. It looks incredible. Just, just terrific. Just terrific. I'm glad I snapped a few photos from my blog post. Yeah, and that'll be yeah. on your blog you know, Definitely. fairly soon. Yeah. Another picture of that. That's right. All right, cool. Well, give us a little history of uh, where you're from and how you got into blogging and uh, uh, your interest in food. Sure, certainly. So I'm originally from the South Hills of Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. um, except for when I went to college at Edinburgh University in your area. That's cool, yeah. Thank you. I, you know, except for those four years I've lived in Pittsburgh, or, you know, or near Pittsburgh, I should say, all my life. Mm-hmm. Ever since I was a little girl, interested in food. Right. <laughs> What's your favorite? Some of your favorites as a kid. Oh, um, well, I was very lucky that my grandma lived with us. Well, she's passed away now, but she lived with us for a long time. She was married to a Syrian guy, so she learned how to make from scratch hummus, tabbouleh, uh, chippy, yeah. stuffed grape leaf. Um, so I grew up on that. And yeah. she was originally from Germany, so she made, like, the German oh, version wow. of the hamburger. 
which is like, you know, it's like a hamburger with gravy and onions. It's very different from what the American hamburger is. And she made crepes, and they were not thin like the French. They were thicker crepes. And she always did sweet crepes with jelly and a little bit of sugar. They were oh, yeah. incredible. Nice. Yeah, we, she, she and I used to bake. We used to make chocolate chip cookies together in the kitchen. Sure. She did, like, ten different Christmas cookies every year. My brother and I always helped her make them. Right. Really fond memories from, from an early age of, of food, that's for sure. Well, then how did you get started with uh, with the blog and how mm-hmm. did that, that interest start? Well, that, that would be in the, uh, the genesis of the food. So uh, what made you decide to go in this direction? Sure. So... I have a, a master's of professional writing from Chatham University, and um, one of my projects, my technical writing class, was using a blog, do some kind of research project, and use the blog, use Twitter as, you know, you're pr- pr- promoting your project. And I did this project on vegetarianism, and then at um, the, the very beginning of 2013, I lost my first full-time job, and I was unemployed for a couple months, and I'm just like, I still need to keep this writing going. I don't want to lose the skill. And I remembered, I'm like, wait a minute, I used to have that blog in grad school. And I love food, and I was already taking pictures of my food and posting them on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, why don't I do a food blog, especially since Anthony Bourdain is my hero. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm just like, I want his job someday. Yeah. Maybe I can. Good gig there. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I can have this food blog, and who knows? So June 2013, the friendly sister foodie was born. And, you know, I've been doing it for almost three and a half years now. It's amazing to see how it's grown. Because, as you know, I did a podcast a few weeks ago with um, the Parmesan Princess and the food tasters and Bold and Bucktown, you know, uh, Beer and Grill. And now I'm starting to get into these events that I'm getting ready to do. So it's amazing to see the evolution, even though I'm still writing now. I, you know, my first two podcasts ever. You know, like I never thought I'd be a guest on a podcast. Right. <laughs> so that's pretty impressive, and I'm really, really excited to see what's next. And I've met so many different restaurant owners and restaurant managers. Yeah, and, talk about that for a bit. Mm-hmm. Because there's, there's camaraderie that's out there mm-hmm. and the, uh, uh, the fellowship that's out there. And mm-hmm. the whole, can you talk about that? Sure, certainly. Well, here's an interesting story that um, my colleague Bobby Fry told me. Um, so he and his friend, Michael, who was one of the original owners of, they're both original owners of Bar Mark on yeah. Livermore, they wanted to open up their own wine bar in New York City. New York City pretty much laughed at them and said, yeah, that's not going to happen. Right. <laughs> so they were like, well, we're not doing it here. We're going to do it somewhere else. And they literally toured the country, went to all sorts of different cities, and they were finally like, well, we grew up in Greensburg, but Pittsburgh's not that far. Mm-hmm. And they noticed that Pittsburgh was just on the cusp of becoming the next foodie town. Right. So they opened, you know, along with Justin Steele and Kevin Cox, the four of those childhood friends from Greensburg opened up Bar Marco and eventually the Bloomore. So there's an example of New York City being like, no, Pittsburgh being, yeah. Right. Cool. And... Um, I love the camaraderie because I've had so many food bloggers like food tasters and, you know, reach out to me and be like, hey, I want to, you know, get to know you and let's meet up. And I met um, November 2013, I organized a, like, post-Thanksgiving brunch at Bear Day. No longer there anymore, but I love that restaurant. 
and I invited, you know, John Chamberlain from Jaga and Tasha from the Food Tasters, and I invited Elvis. You don't even have to invite John. Yeah. I'll just show up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. John's everywhere, as we know. I'll just show up. And I invited Alberto, you know, Big Ben's a, Big Ben's bird. Um, a lot of people know him. And I already knew Alberto because I had known him from my previous full-time job that I lost, but hey, what a nice okay. Guy. I used to write a lot of the Pittsburgh Public Market when I did mm-hmm. the podcast for the Public Market. Mm-hmm. There a lot. Yeah. And um, so I connected with Tasha and John. And then a couple of months later, the January 2000, uh, well, actually, no, I'm sorry, that was November 2014 I did the get-together. January 2015 was the Pittsburgh Restaurant Week Winter Brunch at their day. I met Terry and I met Heidi from the Steel Trap. And more connections. Water, yeah. yeah, more more connections there. Um, you know, just thanks to being a foodie, in, and because of my blog, I've met Tolga from Meat and Potatoes, mm-hmm. one of my favorite restaurant owners. He's such a nice guy. Yeah. Um, Curtis Gamble, and uh, Station. Love Station, one of my favorites. His, yeah, his manager, Justin, really nice guy. Um, I'm, I'm pointing out a few owners that have been really good to me here, like Joey Hilty from the Vamble. Um, Excellent, yeah. One of my favorite restaurants. Um, well, I just went to Bar Marco for dinner, not yesterday, but two Saturdays ago. I already know Bobby Fry, but I met Justin Steele. I met um, Andrew Hefner, the events coordinator. I met Dom, their sommelier. They have a heck of a team, though. They do. They have a wonderful team. And, you know, I like to see the managers, the owners, the food bloggers, the podcasters, everybody's working together. Mm-hmm. Everybody supports each other. Like, for example, um, speaking of our Marco, Jamilka, you know, she recently won an award from the Star Chefs Organization in New York for being a rising star chef. Right. And that's right, Spoon Restaurant East Liberty, right. And um, and, and Dom from Bar Marco was voted Best Sommelier from Pittsburgh. Oh, I didn't Um, know that. Yeah. Chad Townsend from Millie's Homemade was voted, like, Best Shop, I think. And uh, then, like, that new restaurant, I think it's in Garfield, it's called Abteka, I think. Abteka, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It started as a pro. Yes, I know. Yeah. Incredible story. I think it's dynamite. I I I I want to go there. I've heard good things. They 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 won. Um, so all of them got together. I think Thursday night they got together at Spoon. I think, or somewhere in East Liberty. I think um, after after I actually went to brunch that <laughs> I'm sorry dinner yeah. that night. And uh, birthday dinner. Yes. One of my three birthdays. You're not going to do it. That's the way to do it. It was a milestone birthday, so I had to. But um, A progressive dinner. Will yes, be. yes. But it was great because, you know, like I always wondered once Jamilka left for Marco, hopefully there were no hard feelings. Mm-hmm. But I can tell based on what she's told me and what I've seen from their posts that they're happy for her. Uh, she's happy for them. She doing told, great, yeah. She told me that she still goes there a lot. I know she hangs out with Justin Steele a lot. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad to see that they're happy to see her spreading her way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. definitely. Well, there's been a lot of uh, brotherhood and sisterhood with the mm-hmm. restaurant community and people. But mm-hmm. it's a natural progression. You know, so mm-hmm. you move on. You either you mm-hmm. get a chef position somewhere else or a sous chef position or you mm-hmm. get your own place. You know, mm-hmm. it's just a natural progression. 
and uh, mm-hmm. helping everybody along the way. Right? Oh, yeah. And real quick, another restaurant owner, speaking of food, uh, Brian Pekarczyk, mm-hmm. also one of the nicest restaurant owners I ever met. I He was nice enough. I went to, on New Year's Day, uh, G&G Noodle Bar, formerly Green Grace. Formerly Green Grace, right. They hosted, a, that's right. they hosted a New Year's Day lunch. And it was basically a test run of the new... New concept, yeah. Right. And once right. Tasha and I from the food tasters, once we were done, he came up to us and he was like, thank you so much for all you do for my restaurants and for oh, promoting, wow. and I'm so grateful that you like my restaurants. Right. And, and then I was at that private event at school I told you about that was mainly media only, uh-huh. and he made sure Tasha and my mom, and I met the other gentleman that owns all the S&P restaurants, and I met their marketing team and the social media manager and I met all these people that are good company, huh? Yeah, it was it was I mean, I was going just for the free food honestly, but it turned out to be a wonderful networking experience. And I'm very grateful that Brian and his marketing his social media person, Dan Ayer, you know, was the one that reached out to me. Mm-hmm. So that was great. Is there anything that surprised you about the explosion really the Pittsburgh food scene last year? Any surprises along the way? That's a good question. I think I'm <laughs> I think I'm just surprised in general because if you would have told me before I left for Erie in two thousand five that I was gonna come back to the cusp of the food scene, I would have been like, Really? Pittsburgh? Yeah, right. <laughs> because you know, Pittsburgh yeah. was known for Italian restaurants, Chinese restaurants, pizza shops. And, and Steelers. Yeah. And coming from Upper St. Clair, you, you know, um, on the prom video, they always talked about Monterey Bay and the Tin Angel and all those landmark Mount Washington fancy restaurants. Right. I love the fact that you can go to somewhere like Bar Marco or the Vandal where meat and potatoes or the Whistfield, mm-hmm. and it's like it's a casual environment. It's yeah. a welcoming environment. You don't have, like, like I said to you during brunch, no ball gown or touch yeah. required. You can come in, like, jeans or nice pants and a nice shirt. And it's just it's a great, great food and service. Great food and service, superior food and service, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, what ingredients or, or ingredient at home or menu item that you just would roll your eyes at anyway? You just say, if I see one more <laughs> kale rutabaga chip uh, <laughs> on a plate, I'm, I'm going to lose it. Anything like that, you're just kind of tired of. But they should just at least uh-huh. take, give it a rest for well, you know, it's interesting that you mentioned that because I was lucky enough to, when Alton Brown came, yeah. I was lucky enough to go to his performance. Oh, it's a better enough. Yeah. Oh, cool. And even though I love this ingredient, he mentioned how it's becoming like almost over, it's overkill because it's used so much as sriracha sauce. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Even though I love it. Absolutely true. Um, he, he joked, oh, next you're going to see sriracha ice cream. <laughs> and it's true. It's I mean, you see it on every food truck, every yeah. restaurant, even though I love it. It's like one more dish that has sriracha on it. I mean, come on. Yeah, like, it's almost like bacon. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah everybody mm-hmm. loves bacon, sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's great. But I don't want bacon on everything. Right. Yeah. And I've had good bacon and I've had bad bacon. Yeah. Like, I've become like a bacon connoisseur. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, you're absolutely right about that. Speaking of bacon, well, why are eggs better on the weekend? We all eggs know better that. better on the weekend. Wow. That's a good question. Because I would say whether you have that weekend party or of fun or not, there's just something about, like, since I'm usually off on Sundays, waking up on a Sunday morning, like, there have been a few Sundays where I haven't either 
hat off or like off I say not teaching yoga. Yeah, right. And or I had a yeah, or I had a later start to my day. Well what would I do? I would make myself an omelet mm-hmm. and put a little salad side salad together and some really good bread from Mediterranean bread or Lagomandine. <laughs> I, I I must admit I did put sriracha on top of the egg. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> what food do you never get sick of? Ooh, I never get sick of dark chocolate. Oh, there you go. There you go. Um, fried chicken never get sick of that. Yeah. Um, I'm trying I'm to there. Even though it sounds simple, it's just a really good salad. Like, for example, the best salads I've had in the past two weeks are at Morchia. I had their Who Cooks for You Farm Rocky Balboa salad. Rocky Balboa salad? Yeah, that's what they called it. Um, the best salad I've ever had in my entire life. And then when I went to Spoon on Thursday, I got the Who Cooks for You Farm Winter salad, which came pretty close to being as good. That's my my second best. Oh, and right. Jamilka put like edible flowers in there, and just all these things you don't normally see in a salad—a like mm. little bit of broccoli—and she really added a nice, a nice touch, nice special touches to it. Um, the small Galley, yeah. you, you wrote about them too. I did. And talk about uh, the food you had there, and, and about just the, the innovative and describe exactly what it is. Sure, certainly. Because it is—I've never seen anything like it before. My best friend incubator, they call it. I love it. Um, the two gentlemen that founded it were both in the Navy together. You know, they've been around the world, and they noticed all these other cities and countries have what they called food halls, mm-hmm. where very similar to where we are right now, these long wooden tables, everybody's sitting together eating, and there are these tiny little food stalls with different options for food. And Pittsburgh didn't have anything. They were like, let's do it. And I love it because right now they have four restaurants. As I'm sure you know, there's Provision PGH, Carota Cafe, um, Josephine's Toast, Josephine's Toast, and then also Aubergine Bistro. And I love that because, you know, Steve from Provision PGH came all the way from Austin, Texas, or or maybe you know, no, I'm sorry, Arizona, Arizona. to to do this to you know start his own restaurant. Um, the gentleman from Aubergine Bistro used to work at Legume and the High World. And now, yeah, and then you have Jacqueline from Josephine Post was, you know, the executive chef at Isabella on Grandview up until they closed. And then, was an excellent restaurant. I never got a chance to go, but I heard really good things. And then Justin Lewis, you know, sous chef at Hotel Monaco and the Commoner and the Beer Garden. And then she was on Health Future. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and I'm pretty sure Jacqueline did some kind of TV show, too, and um, then she was working for Heinz Field, and now the fact that they're all in there for free, plus it's Mom and Gal is teaching them how to basically run a restaurant, yeah. you know, the the goal is to find investors and open a brick-and-mortar restaurant, and I've eaten from all of those restaurants. I mean, I have, like, my favorite, definitely, yeah. out of the four. Have you ever tried at the Karata Cafe? Mm-hmm. The, the, I, I think I'm pronouncing it correctly. The shakshuka. No. Eggs. Vegetable snakes. Mm, like yeah. fried eggs or braised eggs. Uh-huh. With, uh, with stewed vegetables. That sounds incredible. Mm-hmm. I believe it, it's an Israeli dish. Okay. I believe. I've never heard of it before. Okay, yeah, I've never yeah, heard of it either. But every time I, I go there, I have to mm-hmm. get it. Yeah. It's just so 
good. Not believe it's still on the menu. Okay. It's on the menu for a while. But if next time you've got to try this. I'll definitely have to do that. And if you like talk about eggs on the weekend <laughs> and vegetables and tomato and a little bit of garlic. And it's, oh, wow. Like, it is good stuff. you got to try Because I will say, like, I've tried to, like, make sure I eat them all four. Chiroda Cafe, I've only gone to them twice. And I, during, in March, they had this, like, grilled cheese, but it has squash in it. It was incredible. Oh, stuff mm-hmm. doing with vegetables down there. Isn't it? And then when I went back for lunch with my mom, I got coffee from the commonplace coffee, a seltzer coffee there. Mm-hmm. And then I got her, like, seeded dark chocolate chip cookie, which is incredible. Nice. <laughs> but I also, you know, I've gone to Josephine's Toast. I've gone to Aubergine Bistro and Provisions. I tried to, I wanted to make sure I did all four. But now that I've done all four, I know I want to get, they're my favorites that I want to go back to there. Mm-hmm. And, and Carota Cafe is definitely one of them. Plus, they're doing cool things, too. Like, I'm going to an event later on where mm-hmm. John Molesky and some other Pittsburgh artists mm-hmm. and food innovators are having a discussion down there at 2 o'clock yeah. down at the small McGalley. So they're doing things to... They are doing it. Like it's thing. the community. Oh, yeah. Things like that. And I know um, Carrie, the Parmesan princess, she's hosted a couple of those. Yeah. She's been the moderator. Right. So once again, there's another foodie friend that's right. doing all this great stuff, and I'm so happy for her. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned too that you're an Anthony Bourdain fan. Yeah. Um, he, he's having a food hall that's going to be over in New York fairly soon, too. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen him come to, when he came to, come to Pittsburgh? I did. When he came in 2013, he and Eric Repair came. That was oh, part okay. of their. You were there, yeah? yeah? That was the good versus evil. That was great. I loved that it. Was. My mom and I went. I didn't get a chance to go to the meat and potatoes thing because they, like, like uh, Tolga, Richard, and Keith Fuller, formerly of Route 174, now Fork and Beans. Fork and Beans, right. They all made, like, brisket, and they brought out this bottle of bourbon that's pretty, like, I think one of his, his favorites. And they did, like, if you wanted to buy, like, a VIP ticket, you actually had dinner with Bourdain and Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, it was expensive. It was, like, 125 and up. I love Bourdain and Eric, but $65 was as much as I was willing to spend. Yeah, right. <laughs> but it was great, like, you know, just the two of them talking, and then the Q&A after, yeah. I think I enjoyed even more than their actual show, because you learn so much about what the restaurant industry is actually like. Yeah. And then last year, my mom and I went to New York City, and we ate that and learned that. Oh, no kidding? Yeah. That had to be incredible. I will say, I mean, I, I've only been to Canada, no, you know, other countries yet, but that's what I've had my entire life. And unless I go to Europe someday, which is on my list for a whole bunch of, whole bunch of countries, wow. I know I'm not doing any better than way from there. Okay. I assume you had fish? Well, actually, I had, they had a special dish that was available upon request if they had it, which was this duck dish that had, like, a sherry sauce on top uh-huh. and... It, it had, like, raisins and almonds and, I mean, I love ducks. I'm just like, forget the fish. Was it a half duck or duck breast? It was, I think it was a duck, a duck breast. Duck breast yeah. Yeah. It was incredible. But I also had, like, this wonderful asparagus dish with, with risotto on top. And my mom got this, like, uh, mescaline salad from a local farmer's market, and she got lobster. I mean, it was, like, a, it was three courses. Like, you got a starter, you got your main course, and you got dessert. And their desserts were pretty incredible, too. That's, that's like, repair, he's unbelievable. He's isn't so he, yeah. That's like the one place that 
once my mom and I go back to New York City, we might go back next year. That's the one place that we'll, that we'll go back to. Otherwise, we want to try only restaurants. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's mm-hmm. great. Yeah, you can't go wrong New York. There's so oh, many yeah. great choices there, really. There are, definitely. Uh, well, anything you wanted to mention? Uh, any events coming up you wanted to mention before we sign off? I sure did. Next Sunday, November 20th, at Bar Marco's Union Hall Space, um, I'm hosting an event. We'll co-hosting with Bar Marco. It's called Yoga and Cocktail. So from 10 to 11 o'clock in the Union Hall, I'm teaching a one-hour non-heated Vinyasa yoga class. From 11 to 12 is a cocktail hour in the Union Hall. Tickets are $30. You get the yoga class plus one cocktail, and one-third of the proceeds go back to the Food Revolution Pittsburgh Cooking Club, which I'm sure you know, Bar Marco started that. Sure. Um, if you want additional cocktails, they have a cash bar. Additional donations to Food Revolution Pittsburgh Cooking Club are definitely encouraged. And how do people go about getting tickets? Sure, certainly. Um, well, the nice thing is, if you most people are on Facebook, mm-hmm. if they like Bar Marco's page or at least search for it, once you click on the page, you will see my events, my picture listed, and it says Yoga Plus Cocktail. And then if you click on the event, there's a, 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 a link for the showclips.com ticket. We'll take you to showclips.com, and you just choose how many tickets you want, and you buy them from there. So it's pretty easy to sign up for the event. I definitely recommend signing up ahead of time because there are only 30 spots, and I want to make sure that everybody gets the chance to want to go to, to participate. All right, cool. And once again, the, the date and time. Here. Sure. Sunday, November 20th. Week from today. From 10 a.m. to 12 noon at, at Bar Marco's Union Hall in the Trip District. I believe, if I remember right, I believe Bar Marco's on 22nd Street and uh, and 10th Avenue. To be clear, our Union Hall is upstairs, correct? Yeah, like as soon as you walk into Bar Marco, if you look to the right, you see these stairs going up. Those you you pretty much go right up those stairs and you're up in the Union Hall. I've never been in the Union Hall, so I'll get to see it for the first time next Sunday. But then if you're looking straight ahead of you towards the left is where the dining room is, where their brunch will be. So I really am encouraging people, if you come to class, make brunch reservations. I'll be brunching there with my family after because I think they make one of the best brunches in all of Pittsburgh, period. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're food in general. Like, I love going there for dinner. I haven't had a chance to do the wine room yet, but that's on my list. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean... You know, I started off with Jamilka's cooking. Now I'm experiencing Justin. Yeah. And I was like, okay, what's he going to be like? But I remember that before I even knew who he was, he was cooking on the swing truck when Jamilka had it, and he was incredible. And I thought he was just a sous chef. I had no idea he was the owner, co-owner. And the Livermore, too. Yeah. and So, you know, when I met him and I had his food last Saturday, he totally blew me away. I mean, even though it was, it was butternut squash, nudie, and Caesar salad, yeah. it was best Caesar salad I've had in my entire life. And those those butter, those little nudie noodles were like those simple, so good, simple yeah. but good, like literally like you know little clouds of heaven. That's yeah. how good they were. He can make the fresh pasta. I know that. Oh yeah. And his pastry chef Diane, because I've been told that she helps a lot with the pasta too, mm-hmm. and it's all made in house, fresh. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Laura, for being a guest today, a great guest today on Cook Street. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Tom. And uh, 
And that, once again, folks, that was uh, my special guest today, Laura from Friendly Pittsburgh Foodie, uh, here at uh, the terrific uh, H Hotel, right outside of the terrific restaurant uh, with where we had a great brunch. And uh, thanks again for that. Thank you so much. And uh, my guest next week at 11 o'clock will be uh, artist and food innovator Casey Gross. Casey will be my guest next week, and we'll talk about all the cool stuff she's doing with art and food in Pittsburgh. And we will see you then. And don't forget, uh, tomorrow night, folks want to drop by to the Allegheny Inn on 10, at 1010 Cedar Avenue on Pittsburgh North Side, right across from uh, Allegheny General Hospital. Uh, my buddy uh, Rob Miles, the GM, and Tasha Eakin, the event coordinator there, they are uh, hosting an open house at 6 to 8 with an art installation, really, of artist Michael Barnhouse. Michael's also a chef. He owns Lola Bistro on the North Side. And Michael's artwork is terrific. And you can come and check it out tomorrow night from 6 to 8 at the Allegheny in 1010 Cedar Avenue North Side. That's going to wrap it up for Cook's Food today. Thanks again to Laura. Thank you so much. This is Chef Tom Soak on the Cook's Food Podcast. Thanks for listening, folks. And we'll see you next week. Bye.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.